This is Counter Stories, a podcast by people of color, for people of color, and everyone else. I'm Don Eubanks, member of the Black Spanish Ojibwe Indians and associate of Dendro's group. I'm Haley Lee, owner of the Other Media Group, VP of Programming at Ampers, and Counter Stories producer. And I'm Anthony Galloway, pastor of St. Mark AME Church in Duluth, Minnesota, and senior partner at the Dendros Group. And I'm Luz Maria Frias, the prodigal podcaster that hasn't been around for a couple of months. I appreciate all of your patience, folks. Deputy Attorney General with the state of Minnesota. Any comments and opinions that I hold are strictly my own and should not be attributed to my employer. Well, welcome back, Luz. We missed you. So we sure did. Good to have you back. Thank you. I miss you folks, too. So I'm wondering if uh, if I'm the only one of the crew or were there others who um, watched some of the March Madness this past weekend? Oh, no. And, I was right there with you. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I, I guess I have a little disclaimer here at, that I, I kind of need to say up front, but... Yeah, March Madness, and for the first time, I have to admit, I was a little bit more excited about the women's tournament than I was about the men's. And I'll 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 fill that in because one of the teams that was playing was uh Iowa. And I think everyone in uh Counter Stories land knows that uh, my son played football for Iowa and my daughter currently is a in her junior year at Iowa. So it was kind of hard um not for me or it was kind of hard for me not to be rooting for Iowa. And so um the Sunday was the was the final for the women's tournament. Iowa versus LSU. And um, so we sat down, we watched the game, and it was a an exciting game. However, I, I guess I need to just fill in a couple of things for me that that's that kind of stuck out to me uh, during that game, because in that game LSU won um, one hundred two to eighty five. So I mean, they not only beat Iowa, they spanked Iowa. All right, Iowa got spanked. Now that's hard. That was hard to take, right? Because I'm rooting for Iowa. That was really hard to take. But LSU played a heck of a game, and so there were two things that kind of stood out for me uh, during that game that you know I, as a basketball fan, kind of reacted to. And the first thing was um, the officiating. There were some calls during that game that left me absolutely dumbfounded. And even though I was rooting for Iowa, there were some calls on those LSU women that just dumbfounded me, especially their star, um, Elise. She got called, her. I think the second fall they called on her in the first quarter, um, they called her on a foul for reaching in and when they showed the replay, she had actually reached in and hit nothing but ball. And she stripped the ball from the Iowa player. It was a clean play, and they called her for a foul. And the result of that is that this young lady had to sit on the bench. 
for the entire second quarter. I mean, you know, so there were some calls during that game that just left me dumbfounded. I think the other huge call that left a lot of people in shock was in the third quarter they're down they were down to like the lat, the final minute of the third quarter they had just called a foul on on Iowa's um strong arm woman the the, the young lady from uh, Minnesota and right now I'm just I'm just blanking on her name Anthony if you can remember her name or anyone it was uh uh the young lady from Minnesota um um, Monaco Sinano. Uh, that that was bugging me. Sorry. Sinano, thank you. The refs called a foul on her. It was her fourth foul. So the Iowa team and the LSU team both gather in circles in their teams. And as uh, Iowa star Clay, uh, Caitlin Clark joins that huddle, she had the basketball in her hand and she kind of flipped it behind her back. And it, and it uh, went out the end zone. Well, the uh, refs blew the whistle and called that a technical foul on Caitlin, giving her her fourth foul. But by that point in the game, both Iowa and LSU's top players all had three or four fouls, respectively. I mean, so, so the refs... Uh, the refs in that regard, I thought, were pretty fair in terms of they were calling these fouls on both sides, but they called so many fouls on both sides during the championship game, I felt it changed the entire tenure, or at least it changed the entire tenure for Iowa. LSU won that game because their individuals who came off the bench them young women lit that ball up. I mean, I was texting back and forth to a buddy of mine (laughs) and the things that I was saying during that game was one, the officiating sucks Two, Ellis. You can't miss. I mean, those young, the the women that came off that bench lit it up. And I think they each scored about 19 to 20 points. And that's what got them over the top. But it was, it was a competitive game. Caitlin Clark still got her 30 points, however. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. so she she still came through. Oh. So they these these they was battling. They they oh, this was man. absolutely an exciting game. And I, I couldn't agree more that this was way more exciting than the men's tourney. And 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 it was great to be able to to sit and watch with my daughter and 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 just be 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 it just just see them battling out. They were putting on master class. It was. Um, it well, was your like, daughter yeah. plays basketball too, right, Anthony? Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, oh, how yeah, beautiful she is that? Yeah. So yeah. It, that's I great. Mean, so it was absolutely incredible. But I have to admit, I was sad because Iowa lost. Right. So <laughs> go to bed. Get up the next morning. Now, and you know, so I watched. I watched a thing, and and I saw the star from LSU Lee's walk, and she put her hand in her front of her face. And I thought, well, you know, well, first of all, when I saw that, I'm thinking, okay, I had seen Caitlin Clark do that in, uh, when they played against Louisville. Well, I had no idea what that meant. 
right? I mean, I saw her put her hand in front of her the face. John Cena, you can't well, see me. I, hey, WWF. Man, I had no idea what the heck that gesture meant. I had to text my daughter at Iowa and ask her, what does that hand in front of the face mean? And she told me, that's Jan- John Cena, you can't see me. So, I'm, so I started looking it up because I didn't even know what that meant, right? So... Mm-hmm. And then the young lady pointed to her finger, right? Now, I could figure out the gesture of that. That meant she was getting a ring, right? I mean, that one I could figure (laughs) out. Now, that one I figured was the LSU thing because I remember Joel Burroughs when he played at LSU, when he was quarterback at LSU, and they beat Clemson for the national championship. And he kind of did the same thing. He pointed to to his finger, designating that he was getting a, a, a ring, right? So I didn't think mm-hmm. anything of it. The next day, the next day I wake up and social media had blown up, just blown up because the star from LSU had put her hand in front of her face, the same thing that Caitlin Clark had done a couple games before and had pointed to her finger and... A lot of white sportscasters and others were upset that she had done that and called her classless, called her all these names. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, what what the heck? What what happened? You know, and so I started searching. Boy, I couldn't believe it. I mean, um, these individuals were just all just besides themselves denigrating this young woman. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. <laughs> Caitlin Clark did the same thing. That Caitlin Clark talked more. I saw her talk more stuff during that tournament. Um, she would make her three pointers, which were fantastic, by the way, and then run back and hold her hand. I mean, Caitlin. Looked like she talked a lot of trash during the tournament. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those women talked a lot. Of, uh, to me, to me, I guess in, in uh, you know, the but black that's side of, of me. part of the game, but right? That, well, it is. It is. It is for men. And, and, and I think this, that's, this. you know, so there are two things that were happening here, right? There were. Well, there was one thing. There was a double standard happening in two different arenas. Yes. One was racial mm-hmm. because, because uh, Elise was being held to that double standard that as a young, gifted black woman, she didn't do anything more than what Caitlin Clark, as a young, white, gifted athlete, had done. But the social media reacted totally different to those same two gestures where Caitlin was praised for her, for what she's been able to do. And Elise was torn down for doing the same thing. The other double standard, I think, what um, happened here is the very thing that we mentioned. Trash talking um, on the men's side is an expected part of the game. We see it. We don't comment on it. We see it. It happens all the time. We don't denigrate men for doing it. I grew up playing basketball in North Minneapolis, 
And trash talking is part of the game. Now, where it will come back and bite you in your rear end is if you can't back your game up, right? I mean, if you can't back your game up, then your trash talking will come back, bite you in your rear end. But I never heard the black community complaining about Caitlyn trash talking because she could back her game up. She had game. So from our perspective, hey, that's part of the game. But when it was reversed, (laughs) the old double standard came out. You know what that reminded me of? It reminded me of watching nightly news after a Katrina hurricane in New Orleans. Hmm? Yeah, New Orleans. And they would show white folks wading through the water, walk into an abandoned supermarket, and they were getting supplies. They would show a black couple wading through the water, going in a supermarket, but they were were stealing. They were were looting. It's called looting. Yep. You remember that? I mean, this is the exact same thing. So I'm wondering what your guys' reactions and thoughts are. But, you know, what you said, social media blew up. Um, It wasn't just social media, though. It was like even announcers, right? Professional sports announcers were going off on on her for this. I'm not a basketball person. I don't know the rules even of anything. But I heard about this. And we continue to hear about this because everyone's come out on one side or the other, even Caitlin was interviewed on ESPN and she was like, this is part of the game. I don't, you know, I don't think what she did was wrong. Everyone's talking to that, that this, um, Caitlin Clark is the next big woman's basketball star. And I feel like, is her career going to be overshadowed by this incident that she had no control over and people made an issue out of it? You know, because no, she's white. They won't they won't they won't stigmatize her the way they would stigmatize a black woman. I mean, I that's true. One of the first things that I thought about was, you know, when a white woman uh, comes out for herself, she's labeled as strong, confident and assertive. Black woman does the same thing. and She's labeled as an angry black woman. A Latina does the same thing. And she's an emotional woman right and so that's that double standard that i'm thinking about uh don when you asked the question what came up for me immediately was serena williams you remember when she broke her racket she got fined ten thousand dollars yet andre agassi he ended up getting fined three thousand dollars so less than a third for spitting and swearing at a referee right john (laughs) McEnroe, like john John McEnroe did the same thing yeah Um, he did um, it all the time um, um Sarapova, the there, there, there are so many so other many. female uh, tennis players who have, who have, who, mm-hmm. who've done way more, right? But you know, you think about Caitlin Clark. I mean, if she really was the person she needs to be, right? She would have stopped this in a heartbeat from the start. The the first time that came out, she would have said, "Look, I've done the same thing recently in the last you know two weeks, and this is scrutinizing uh, Angel Reese in a way that is not acceptable." And if she doesn't want to, you know, mention race, because she seems to be um, uninformed about race and unaware, because I've watched a couple of interviews, like she she does not acknowledge that there's a racial component to this stuff. And that, to me, is really concerning. She seemed um, she seemed very coached. 
as well. So, get, okay. I, 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 if I'm going to put my marketing hat on, my, my <laughs> sports representation hat on, I absolutely, now, now, now we can have the, the moral and what should have happened and all those kinds of conversations. But if I'm thinking cash money, I'm telling Caitlin to shut the hell up, stay out of this. Mm-hmm. You, they didn't, you wasn't, you didn't, you're not the one that said this stuff. So don't put yourself into that's it what I'm saying. and move on. Mm-hmm. I, like, like I, 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 that's just the reality brain part of me coming up mm-hmm. being like, nope, nope, nope. If, unless you was the one who said it, get up out of it right now. It'd be great if she stood up and said more emphatically than we've seen the re- those reports said that's all well and good. But also uh, our sister on LSU ain't asking for that either. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've been happy with the, with the clapback. I've been so happy oh, with yeah, the pushback yeah, of folks. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. like even folks came at folks came at Joe Biden, who was like, you know, at the, at yeah. the, you know, let's invite them both. And folks is like, no, 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 no. We ain't had, we ain't doing that hand everybody a trophy stuff. No, there's one winner and that's, what's going to the white house. And they had the, her press secretary had to walk that back quick too. Listen, y'all, this isn't the first time, like as a parent, who takes kids to 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 basketball events when my girls' traveling team was doing stuff. We saw this kind of crap all the time. The stuff parents in the stands would say when their kids are getting whooped by this team from the hood, uh, and, and all they're doing is being good basketball players. They aren't saying nothing. Mm-hmm. Like, it'd be different. It, it may be different if they were talking trash in... in, in I mean, the trash talking that we're talking about now ain't even, I don't even think it considers in the realm of trash talking from the way I, like, like there's real trash talk, right? And so we haven't heard many of the stuff that they have inside. Like, I'm sure that there's way more stuff that that, that was going on and being said back and forth. But again, it's all in like the spirit of the game because at the end, you shake the hands and you move on, right? I would hear folks, these white folks in the stand, like, and it wasn't just all white folks, because because parents get like this too. When your team, mm-hmm. it, when another team is whooping your teams behind, it gets personal, and you start saying stuff. So I, you know, it doesn't need to necessarily be racial. But we did notice a pattern that when we would go and play these white teams, and we would curb stomp them, like like <laughs> that there would be all of these things. Did he have to do that? Why does he have to do it like that? Like you know, and we're like, let's go, and they're getting all into it. And they're like, why can't they just think their coach needs to teach them to be better sportsmen and stuff like that? Woefully, wonderfully silent when their team is kicking the other teams behind and they're saying all kinds of stuff and there's all kinds of things like that and folks are getting frustrated. Well, that's the game. It is this this double standard isn't the first. This isn't the first time I've seen it. Ever since I was a kid, when we would go out and we would play suburban teams and and there would be like almost the sensibility like you're you're being too aggressive when you're losing, in particular. But you're being too aggressive by nature of your very presence. So so we've seen this double standard growing up all the way. It's amazing that this is happening because they're like, oh, she's such a sore winner. And that's not something you hear a lot, right? Oh, what a sore winner. I mean, yes, I agree with you, Anthony. Caitlin was very uh, coached. She didn't come out with a statement for days um, when she did. Uh, The interview with ESPN, they really pushed her on it. They really didn't ask her much about basketball, the season, the playoffs, March Madness. They were like, this is it. This is it. It, it, For media, they're so, this is like a big deal for them. They're like, yes, give us something to talk about. So this is why it hasn't disappeared, right? Angels come out with what she said. She said said what she said. She said, yeah, she said, if if I was a man, this wouldn't be happening. No one said this about Caitlin. They're saying it about me. 
move on, but we can't move on. That's got to be yeah. frustrating. You've you've worked your behind off all mm-hmm. the way through. You deserve to be in this top spot, and you got lost. There's some facts that we need to put on the table. All of them deserve to be there. All of them are extremely mm-hmm. talented. Right. And on our sister LSU side, yes, they could not see them, and yes, she got the ring. Just wanted to put right. the yeah. pieces of data it's on the true. Table. It's yeah. true, right? <laughs> you know, the other thing that that comes to mind is that this is not limited to sports. Um, you know, no. the other the other example that was just glaring in my mind was Harry Styles and Billy Porter. OK, so Billy mm. Porter, folks don't know, extremely talented black man who's won all kinds of awards. He's won Emmys, Tonys, Grammys, Golden Globe on Broadway and uh, did a phenomenal job with Pose, you know, the, the series. Um and he is gender fluid in terms of his dress and in terms of his presentation, he's gay. Well, back in 2019, he shows up at the, at the Oscars, and I'll never forget this, really sharp. You know, he's got a very tailored tuxedo jacket on uh, with the, the bow tie and all. And then from the waist down, he's got this beautiful, elegant black uh, gown. gown, you know, mm-hmm. right? Just beautiful. Very, it wasn't small. It was kind of like a, uh, well, we call them quinceañeras, cotillions, you know, in English. Just really uh, bellowy, right? And he was scrutinized up and down. Yet a year or two later, Harry Styles is on the cover <laughs> of Vogue, being, being celebrated as the first man ever on a woman's magazine about fashion wearing a dress. He was wearing a, a, a gown, right? So in Two, 2021 uh and he was being celebrated for quote-unquote blending the gender lines and i was glad at that point that billy porter said oh no mm-hmm. i'm gonna call this out <laughs> you know and then he ended up getting attacked for for calling it out but good for him for calling it out because we need to talk about this and, and sidebar billy porter's coming to minneapolis in may so get your tickets Show I've already I'm sorry, Louis. I feel old because as you're talking, I'm going, Billy Porter, who the hell is that? So I have to look he him is up. So talented. Then you, you then you mention Harry Styles. I'm going, well, who the hell is that? So I have to look him up. <laughs> I have no idea who either one of these mugs are. Hey, when when you were going on about the basketball, I was like, what is he talking about? So hey, hey turnarounds, fair play. Look at that. <laughs> but you know, so, getting getting back to Billy, you know, I mean, this is a man who has paid his dues many times over. Um, significantly older than Harry Styles and far more accomplished in terms of his music acumen, his talent, his singing is phenomenal. I mean, he made, uh, he was going around in social media just recently this year because uh, as a break during the Oscars, um, what's that cat's name? The the guy who does the uh, music karaoke in the car, the British guy. James Corden. Uh, yeah. So James, during a commercial break, walks over to Billy and says, hey, and he has got a like a uh, a karaoke kind of list of songs that uh, Billy could sing without the karaoke, of course. And he says to Billy, hey, uh, you know, you want to sing one of these? And Billy is as smart and as brilliant as he's like, well, I'm getting paid for this, but I'll still do it, you know? And uh, he picks a song <laughs> and just knocks it out of the park. 
And and then I made social media and then, you know, uh, they put it on, on the program because it was unrehearsed. But this is the kind of talent this man has. And to disrespect him the way uh, Vogue did and, and, you know, the media that was scrutinizing uh, him with the Oscars, I was so glad that he put it out there. My point being is we have to be able to uh, call this out in real time and contextualize it for folks who don't see it, because unless we talk about it, it's not going to be something that we can make progress on. So, you know, to the, to that point, I'm wondering how many, see, now I'm going to jump out here, but I'm wondering how many of those upset Hawkeye fans that were stuffed into the, um, facility watching that game and then and then helped create this uh this uh backlash on the LSU players i'm wondering how ma- how many of them actually are hearing the rebuttal to this the the calling out of this double standard do you think that's really getting through to individuals like that well well, so so this is an important piece because I had to reach out to quite a few of my friends who are Hawkeyes fans, alumni, and their kids all, and some of their kids looking like I'm starting to get older myself. Their kids are going to <laughs> Iowa. <now>. <laughs> 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 um, and, and hey, so, I'm a Hawkeye. Um, I didn't say that earlier. Okay, I'm a Hawkeye. Too. Oh, oh, okay. oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's I got right. I, I got two. Well, I got two Hawkeyes. graduate degrees from. I got two graduate degrees from there, so go ahead. I was waiting for you to speak up, Lou. (laughs) (laughs) So so I I saw a lot of the backlash coming through. I didn't get the sense that they were coming from Hawkeye's folks, though. And so that Mm. that was new to me. A lot of the folks that that I was thinking to, like, they were arriving at at the news, one, that there was even a backlash in the first place, and then two, what this was. Um, kind of later on. So I don't know if I got the same sense from the kids that are currently going there. I'd be curious to see what Gabby mm-hmm. um, has to say about that, Don. But, um, you know, this thing gets jumped on. And that's the thing about this social media space. We're in a landscape where um, a narrative that says, um, and I'm going to take us all the way back to, to to something here for a second, but the 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 narrative that says that they are bad actors, poor sports, all these things, um, sounds a whole lot. I'm going to take it back even further to Carl Linnaeus, one of the early racial scientists in the Enlightenment who, who, who wrote extensively. You can go to the Linnaean Society and look at this treatise. Try to put forward science that added behavioral and phenotypical traits to racial quote-unquote categories and, and, and would describe the Africanists as having bestial animalistic instincts. This is mm-hmm. it became ingrained in the eugenics movement and early, early quote-unquote, you know, reasonings for all the debauchery that was happening to um, not just black, brown, and indigenous folks, but folks who were being subjugated around. There were there were there are similar comments made about people who are poor, right? There are all of these stereotypes that's that have been with us forever and a day. And 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 so that narr- this narrative that says, look, see, makes me feel, especially if I'm someone who carries this mental model, less um called out, less guilty about. Uh, my mental model because see it plays out here. Remember, we not 15, 20 years ago, we were having a conversation about uh Don Imus um referring to oh. the um um I think it was Michigan uh uh 
all of the, the as nappy headed hoes. Like, like tr- again, putting forward this this thing. LeBron James 2011 Vogue magazine cover. Only the third man to be on Vogue magazine since we're bringing up the uh, fashion magazine, right? And he's in there not wearing his shoes. And it looks strikingly like a World War One enlistment ad where he's making the same face. The only thing that's different is they covered up the white Brazilian woman's boobs. They didn't do that in the in the World War One uh, poster, <laughs> but but he's in there and 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 it's a fashion magazine. And he's in there in basketball shorts with the basketball holding and making the same exact picture. And so uh, this motif of of you know is not is not just this pop cultural thing. This is ingrained in stereotypes that lead all the way to people in official positions like police officers walking through and getting the same stereotypes and reacting to black suspects, black folks uh, in a same way. Same exact behaviors. Uh, Last thing I'll add in there is it is also married in our education data for the same exact behaviors. Mm -hmm. Children of color, black, Mm -hmm. brown, and indigenous Mm -hmm. students are sent to the office at twice the rate of their white peers for the same exact behaviors. So this double standard is permeates all kinds of levels of society. And that's why it gets it like it, it, it really gets my blood boiling. I'm glad you you mentioned the examples that you did, but in particular, the last one with the students, because you're exactly right. Not only do they get sent, they get suspended. I mean, you know, right. children, black, brown, indigenous children in kindergarten are suspended by schools, not only here in Minnesota, in St. Paul, in Minneapolis, across the state and nationally for behavior that is not problematic but becomes problematic and is termed problematic because of the color of skin, the same behavior that white children are exhibiting is not. And I've, I've had those um, standoffs. So more than arguments, standoffs (laughs) with uh, school folks on that, just say, look, they're in kindergarten. They have not yet reached the age of reason. You cannot sit here and tell me that that's appropriate. If you're if you're refusing to see the issue of race, let me take you so, to some basic psychology. Right? This is for me, and I I said this many times. This is a an example and a demonstration of how incapable that teacher is in that classroom that she is, she or he is unable to redirect the child. Because in society, as adults, we do not get to abdicate our authority or responsibility over minor children. There's a law about that. It's called neglect, right? And so Mm. teachers should not be (laughs) able to do that. We as parents don't get to do that. And so teachers should not be able to do that. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of they lack the skill or the will or both to do that. So don't put this on the child. Own it as a teacher. I had to drive down from Malax for that very same reason. Mm. And I shared it on a previous mm. counter story. Um, and it happened to my son at, at Capitol Hill, the uh, gifted and talented program for St. Paul's schools. But that it was the exact same scenario, and my my uh, they were going to send his uh, send his information down downtown for this disciplinary action, and I I told the teacher I said no, you're not you're you're not sending that anywhere because if he was white, it would have been handled well. Boys are just boys, mm-hmm. right? 
And, uh, you know, and in and, and this incident, someone had harassed his cousin, who was is, uh, his cousin on his mom's side. So his cousin's white and my son is mixed. And uh, somebody was bullying his cousin. And um, so my son picked him up and put him in a locker. <laughs> and, and they they left. He ended the he ended the situation, right? But they were going to label him, right, a juvenile delinquent and send it down. I said, no, you're not, because if he was white, he's just doing boys will be boys. And so that report didn't get sent, but it speaks to that double standard. Now I talked to Roth. I told him, hey man, you're you know, he was my son was always kind of big for his age. So so when he would turn and he bumped somebody, you know, when they'd be playing or whatever, it was viewed differently because he was so big. You know, he just didn't bump somebody. He was, you know, he was a he was accustoming them, right? And so, and uh, I have, I have to to jump on that. Like Don, that that what you just said shot shivers down my spine. Because just by nature of you being big, <laughs> black, mm-hmm. and 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 male, and assaulting the the big black male, uh, mm-hmm. stepping in and assaulting, all I have to do is assault the sensibilities of somebody to attain yes. the ire that we saw mm-hmm. in this situation with mm-hmm. Angel Reese. Mm-hmm. Like to me, when I'm listening to you talk and describe this. All I could think of is that it, it wouldn't even take him bumping. All I had to do was assault your sensibilities and I can attain the ire of folks who who may not understand the power that that society's concern for some people is enough to to do all kinds of things. We had um, you know, six six children <laughs> uh who were arrested for riding on a train car just because somebody made a false accusation that assaulted the sensibilities, the Scottsboro boys, um, mm. you know, who, who yeah. had to face all the incarceration in that. It's, it's so it's just, uh, when you said that, I like my whole, man, my whole, my whole spine, I had to take a breath and think about that. Cause it didn't, you don't even, you don't even need the bump. Mm. So, you know, so now, you know, from what I've seen on social media, this, the situation seems to is beginning to calm down, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think my reaction to Caitlin's response, and you know, so I'm thinking, you know, my re- my reaction to her response wasn't the same as I'm hearing everyone else. So when I what I what I heard was a competitor who finally is is because. You lose a game on Sunday. You you're going through that that period of mourning with your teammates while you're trying to appease all your fans. Because you know they're they're having a couple of opportunities for the Iowa fans to meet the coach and the players. Right? Since my daughter is currently is is currently there, we get these notices via on on email. So, but, and then, and then you're being contacted by all these other news, hometown. I mean, so I doubt very much that Caitlin had the opportunity 
because she said she hadn't been on social media. Now, I'm trying to place myself in that situation. I've never reached those kind of heights on any team that I played. But I know what that's like as a team when you lose a, a game that's so important. You go through this process. So my take on, on her not being on social media immediately to address this, uh, I kind of attribute to the fact that you have all this other stuff going on. And when she got the opportunity, she spoke up. And so that was my, my kind of reaction to the fact that it didn't come out, right, that ESPN got her in, on a mic. Now, whether or not anyone else asked her that question, I don't know. I might be giving her too much leeway, but that, I'm just saying that was my reaction to her remark, her remarks. You know, it, it, that, that's that's all cool. In, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm listening to you, Don, and immediately inside again, my nervous system is, is screaming at me because we are, again, spending a lot of time talking about Caitlin when Angel right. Reese bossed mm-hmm. self herself you know, yeah. brought her team to win the game and right. handle business. And so, you know, what's coming through my mind is, you know, here you are, Angel Angel Reese. I'm saying her name over and over because I realize how much we've said Caitlin's name. Angel Reese, <laughs> you know, is is now having to field all these questions, has this win get distilled down to yes. now even being about this double standard when we should be talking about her WNBA prospects and how, mm-hmm. you know, she's going to be, you know, moving in that and what's she going to talk about at the White House, the awkward moment she's going to have with Jill Biden, I, with Jill Biden. I well, can't wait to see those pictures. Are they even going <laughs> to go is a thing. Like they, They're even saying they're not going to go. Angel's just a freshman, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Like she's, yeah, I she's mean, just she, out the gate. She, she just she's just starting. So and you I know, think I don't think Caitlin's a, a senior either. No, Caitlin's a junior. But I'm just no. saying. Yeah, so neither of them I'm, are seniors. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. You know, she's only a freshman, and she won the NCAA. You know, Homo. top player. For most this tournament, outstanding player. Most, most outstanding, outstanding player. player. I mean, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, and the other thing I have to admit, you know, because I'm the oldest one here, is that thank God I have a daughter, right? Because some of the styles that these young women now wear, I'm an old, you know, so, but I have a daughter, so I, she acclimated me to it. So when my daughter in high school was wearing two socks that wasn't even close to matching, right? And I would ask her, I said, what what the hell? What would you know? Well, I learned that that, you know, that's part of the younger generation. That's part of their stuff. And then I began to see it everywhere, right? And then I'll, and then one day my daughter showed up and part of her hair was green. And I'm like, you know, and so all these kind of things, you know, I may have reacted to it earlier, but I have a daughter. So she transitioned me way through that. So when I saw all these different styles, you know, some women with the long, with the long um, sock on one leg and then short on the <laughs> other, and you know, and so I'm, I'm going, dang. I think, I think the only thing I kind of questioned was Angel's long eyelashes. Because I thought, now those could get pulled <laughs> off or, you know, those, you know, that was the only thing I thought might hinder her game Look, were those eyelashes, you might, right? 
you might you might think that, but black women are magic. Listen, uh, <laughs> talking about thank you, talking about Suni <laughs> wears those big eyelashes too, and I'm uh, always like, Suni, oh, really? how can you see how can you see the beam? <laughs> Look, see, let somebody get on the court. Let somebody come into space and they got all that going on and they ain't phased a bit. That's when I might be, I'm starting to get scared because you can do something <laughs> like, like, like you, you, you can do this and look good. I'm in trouble. But look, this is, <laughs> this is the interesting This just came out on CNN, right? So, so before Jill Biden walked back her statement um, and her press secretary got a hold of it, um, uh, Angel Reese was on the I Am an Athlete podcast. She said, no, she can't take it back. She said what she said. Mm-hmm. And she said, neither me or my team will be going to the White House. Instead, we're going to go kick it with the Obamas. Now, I that's the <laughs> energy. Did she say that's that? That's the energy. She did. <laughs> she, she, I don't remember if it was her or somebody else on the team tweeted that they didn't want to go to the White House. They wanted to go to Michelle Obama's house. So they're asking Michelle Obama yep. to invite them over <laughs> instead. Yep. And I was like... <laughs> But okay, so the the thought that I had at the beginning of the show, right, continues now because we started talking about it. So the concern that I had about, you know, is this going to mark their career, right? So Caitlyn's supposed to be the next great big thing, but so so is Angel. How I, I'd be interested in fifteen years or whatever down the line, who who's who is still referring to this incident and who is not? Because I feel like with Angel, it it still might be referred to. Well, I think I think there might be others who who will try to keep that on her. Um, I see them both moving on. And to be honest with you, I would love to see LSU and Iowa play again next year. Oh man! Oh man! Are that, you come on? I mean, come on! I'm serious. I mean, you know, because uh, you know, because in the game, I'm I'm getting back into the mechanics of the game. LSU had players who came off that bench and lit it up. They that girl deep. with the orange throw, huh? She came. She <laughs> she was hitting threes from La La Land. You know, I'm going, wait a minute, only Caitlin. Oh, no, 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 She came off the bench and lit that thing up. And then that one, she banked off the backboard right at uh, right before the whistle at halftime. I was like, holy smoke. A game between LSU and Iowa, I think, would be fantastic because we'd, be we'd have the golden opportunity to see those two stars go at it again and compete. I mean... I'm hoping and, and, that's what we get to see. And and to your point, um, you're talking about Jasmine Carson, right? Um, Don yeah. came off the bench. Yeah, I just don't with, know. Yeah. I just don't remember their names. Yeah, uh, we 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 making them a household name where we are because this we we about to be we about to be some fans up in here. Um, one of the things I think to your point, Lee, I don't think this this is a it's an this is an interesting moment to talk about the double standard, as many moments do. I don't think. It will, um, it will be the defining thing, you know, and largely because both Caitlin and Angel, Caitlin Clark and Angel Reese are so good, and they also represent this sea change. This, I was there at the WNBA uh, championship game against the Sparks. Uh, we whole, whole family was there. We got to see it. 
Um, we got access to it. You know, this 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 double standard thing is very interesting because the WNBA doesn't bring in nearly as much money as the NBA in. But I have so mm-hmm. much fun. I'm just gonna say this: I have so much more fun watching WNBA ball um, than 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 I have uh, men's ball for a while. And and we got to be there. We got to be with the confetti, and we got I have the shirts when they won, right? And um, and it was awesome to see my daughter, you know, love that. And then. Um, thanks to our, um, our our now school board member in St. Paul, you know, who I've known in community forever and a day, um, had tickets in, to to the game and called my daughter because she knew she was a basketball enthusiast. And 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 Sister Chantel, you know, took her to a basketball game because she, you know, my daughter looks up to her and she's kind of a mentor for my daughter and 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 brought her to a game and she got to see and shake hands with the like I saw the light up. You know, that's the piece of this that I'm so excited for because, you know, Angel has been so spot on staying straight to the issue. She ain't waffling in all these different places. And, and, and it's, and it's, I think she's, she's got a bright star, but it also brings a little sadness to me because you have so many other black women athletes who had, had been, look at Shikari Richardson, the track sensation. Oh, she gosh. was said to be mm-hmm. the amazing, yep. you know, going, go, yep. go, going around. And we had the same sensibility pod politics coming around for, for a, a technical issue that is, it, 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 it seemed like it was almost an opportunity to thwart her, um, you know, so that she doesn't excel and continue to dominate and, and, yeah. and, and, and you know, That that perfectly explains it. I think that perfectly explains it. I think in my mind, yeah. Yeah. I agree with your with your conclusion, Anthony. In response to um, Hilly's question, uh, for two reasons. Additionally, one is Angel such a strong spokesperson for herself. She's so grounded, and in fact, Mm -hmm. she called it out, saying, "You know, this is for all the the girls who look like me, the young girls who Mm -hmm. are following me." Right. So very grounded. Um, and she's so and, young. I'm surprised. And she's, she's so young, a and she's got a bright future. And so I could easily uh, see her uh, checking, quote unquote, uh, any sportscaster or any journalist who asks her that question. Like she's going to shut it down, right? She's going to mm-hmm. redirect them and let them know this is about this time and now, and that she's not re- she's not defined by someone else's actions. Yeah, well, lose lose your statement though had me thinking because my history brain just kicks in and and. You know, I need folks to understand that this sensibility game is a, um, even the subtle, quiet stuff. I was at my daughter's basketball game and my daughter is, her serve is just like, like you could just hear it. We were, I was working out with her uh, uh, earlier this morning and and I, I got to be careful when I work out with this girl because she's not a, a she, she's a turn up type workout partner. So, so, you know, we're hit, we're hitting last sets of things and she's like, let's add 20 pounds. And I'm like, okay, you know, cause <laughs> I can't not, now she, she did like, so she's, I, we, we have fun. Like she's, she's got that energy. She's a true athlete at heart. And, um, we were at her volleyball game and she was serving. And when she serves, like, it's just, just like, whap, right. And the other team that we were playing was, was, you know, they were having to figure out how to, how to, how to deal with this. And I'm hearing behind me. Folks go, wow, she's so, you know, look at her serve, you know. And so you have these comments that are seeming nice at the beginning. And then they start to break towards, well, I wonder if they should let somebody else serve because because she's dominating, right? Mm. And I'm like, mm. for real? Like, and, and, and these are, this is like the, the subtle, nice versions of 
the the double standard things that we see later on. Like I could just see that conversation continuing to go. And mm-hmm. and it's something that we see often. And so I don't want to let off the nice versions of this, the covert versions of this um, that, that happen on a regular basis. But we're not new to it. Jack Johnson, the boxer, had to deal with this. And he took a man 20 rounds, kept him propping up just until the crowd acknowledged that there was a superior warrior in there, right? And they still tried to call the match a draw. Um, I was, you know, these double standards have plagued us all throughout the sensibility politics that come out with it. You know, you you sing a song to to Ranchi and they try to put you out somewhere, Little Richard. You keep going on and they try to steal your music. Pat Boone, and then you keep going on, and all of a sudden you get to Elvis, and and you gonna clown Big Mama Thornton and other artists for for moving too jovially, uh, but then you got Elvis coming out, and all of a sudden, oh, this is a sensation. Mm-hmm. This double standard has been consistent throughout mm-hmm. all of. Of 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 our of our space, and that's what this moment I think is really getting folks to just be like, nah. And I like Angel Reese's energy. She's like, I'm not yeah. here for it. I'm not that's here right. to explain it. We're not going to talk about it being complicated or nuanced. Nope. This that's is right. I'm I'm gonna treat you like you stole my wallet, and I'm gonna come get my wallet back. The thing that I'm um, worried about is the fact that since she sits up and speaks her mind and lets people know right now, mm-hmm. you know, what you're doing and saying is not correct, that um, some will understand that. But how often how often do we have to deal with this day in and day out that since she does sit up and speak her mind, we in our community see that and praise that behavior. But yeah. we know it's not being praised on done, done. You know, <laughs> in the I'm words saying? of one and of my, in the words of one of my favorite mentors, Tanisha Abdur Salam, who was my one of my early coaches. She she gave me the grounded sensibility. Like I, I can't say enough into it. I saw it recently, so she's right top of my mind. She told me early on in doing some of the racial equity coaching work. She said, folks are going to write this narrative for you, whether you open your mouth and show yourself to be brilliant or you whether you don't. So if that is the reaction that you're going to get, whether you're nice or not, why don't you just go ahead and be your full unapologetic, authentic self, mm-hmm. right? This doesn't mean you be unstrategic, mm-hmm. but I, I ain't worried about, I'm not going to let that define where I place my energy anymore. That's the piece I'm trying to, I, I'm seeing yeah out of not just Angel Reese, but a whole lot of folks in this current generation. Now, I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to sit here and wrap myself in the knots like we did <laughs> having to worry about that. Like, like, nah. And and I want to point out that Angel, look at some of the news agencies she, she went to to talk. She went on podcast outlets. Maybe we get a plug for her to come on a counter stories, but she's going to outlets that have proven that they can engage with the nuance that are, that sound familiar to our communities whether it is I am an athlete, whether it is um, that the the podcast with Charlemagne the God, whose name I'm blanking on it right now, like she's going on outlets that are about us. And I just, mm-hmm. I just, I just like that feel and that energy. Cause she's like, oh, look, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to put myself into a place to have other folks try to take my stuff and run with it. You get too much of me. 
for free anyway because they don't pay players in college. That's a whole other conversation that we yeah. can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> but it'd be like yeah. that ESPN interview with Caitlin where it's just they're pounding that one issue over and over. I think the star out of this whole situation, right? Everyone played Kate, poor Caitlin, the, the, the victim, until she came out with her statement a few days after the situation happened. But... To me, Angela came out right away. She said what she said. I She sounded so mature. I, I really thought she was a senior until you guys informed me she was a freshman. But to be able to to speak like that in, in, in such a manner and so strong and so confident and have the game to back it up, like you guys said, right? When you're you're talking trash on the court, you have to have the game to back it up. I mean, I feel like she's coming out kind of a superstar out of this whole situation. At least, but, you know, then again, like, my social media feeds don't in- include a whole lot of white people. So maybe there's this <laughs> whole different reaction out there that's happening yeah. that I'm not privy to. But for me, I'm like, oh, she's she's coming out the star of the situation. But maybe it's not for other people. Man, I just want to be a cook in the kitchen when the Obamas invite them all over. And and have that mm. that experience. I just I just want to be. I let 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 me be on the greens. I'll make the collard greens for it. Just I I want to see that happen because that that to me like <laughs> that's some of the most gangster stuff I, I don't ever know. Seen. I oh, don't no, know if going they've to the accepted it yet. I don't know if they've actually extended the invitation right. yet. But they're letter, asking. They're letter asking. writing campaign. Yes. Somebody so start writing letters to the Obama Foundation. Let's let's make this happen. They can go to the White House too. Hey. <laughs> Or not, you know, the cl- I think I think declining an invitation to go to the White House is really powerful and sending a message. You know, I was going to interject earlier when uh, Biden was campaigning for Obama in Obama's first term. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase it, but uh, and I, I would use this in my DEI training, you know, 10 plus years ago. So it would have been, what, in 2007, actually, because Obama won in 2008. So we're talking now 15 years ago. Um, Joel Biden, in response to a question about Barack Obama, said something along the lines of, he's so articulate. He's a really a nice guy for someone who, you know, we wouldn't expect to see in the White House. I mean, all of his statements. Yep. Those eyes are correct, Anthony. All of those statements were really racially charged. And I... I'll have to find the exact quote and maybe put it on our, our Facebook page. But I would start the that presentation, that section of the presentation, asking people, who do you think made this, this statement? And no one could guess that it was Joe Biden, you know? So the Bidens, you know, even though they identify as Democrat, doesn't excuse them from having their own um, racialized viewpoints. Uh, so there's that. Well, yes. but there's, you don't lose, there's always that. And <laughs> and I think that's why we do counter stories. I mean, you yep. know, day in and mm-hmm. day out, we have to deal with that, with that kind of white liberal aspect of America that we know doesn't get it. And, you know, day in and day out, we deal with that. And so... I don't, you know, I'm wondering if, if this, you know, what was such a fantastic game, other than two things, right? And I'm, I'm gonna be upfront, the officiating, 
and the fact that LSU came off that bench and beat my Iowa team. Those are the two things that I was disappointed <laughs> about. And then with this whole brouhaha afterwards, the fact that we still are dealing with, as 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 people of color, we're still dealing with this double standard. And I think for as women, not just the racial double standard in terms of what happened to Angel, but also the gender double standard that we had... Mm-hmm. We had these outstanding athletes competing at a high level, um, talking trash, which is part of the game, mm-hmm. and we're holding them to a to a to a different level that we don't that 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 we you know is exalted in the men, and we've given plenty examples of the differences. Anthony pointed out plenty different examples of that, and so what you know what I hope. What what I always hope is that being you know retired from Metro is that these become teachable moments. What what saddens me is I I think that as counter stories we will be back here at a at a later time <laughs> talking about this same subject over mm-hmm. and over again. This is counter stories. And I'm Don Eubanks, member of the Malax Band of Ojibwe Indians and associate of Dendros Group. I'm Holly Lee, owner of the Other Media Group, Counter Stories producer and VP of Programming at Ampers. Anthony Galloway, senior partner at the Dendros Group and pastor of St. Mark AME Church in Duluth, Minnesota. And I'm Luz Maria Frias, Deputy Attorney General with the State of Minnesota. Any comments and opinions I've stated are strictly my own and should not be attributed to my employer. This has been Counter Stories, a co-production of the Counter Stories crew and Ampers, diverse radio for Minnesota's communities, with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. For our full conversation, please visit counterstories.com.